he ate a shitload of candy and mom i threw up once after breakfast once before lunch it's austin texas it's weird brunch I didn't say it in so many words, but I, when we started talking about holidays and stuff in a general way last year, when we had our kind of piecemeal version of it, I was like, well, you know, generally we have this big thing and we invite everybody to that. And so we kind of absorb everybody else's holidays into ours. Ha, 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 ha. And she's like, hey, and I'm like, no, you will be absorbed. <laughs> like, um, It's not an option. It's not an option. Um, Sounds like it's a double absorption. Oh my god! That's the thing. Is like double so for Christmas. That's the good thing about two ply. Two ply, um, super tampon mm-hmm. um, of absorption. When like Christmas is like, like there's no chance. Like you're yeah. either going to be at mom's Christmas or you're not. Yeah, we you have two Christmases also. We'll come the next day. Like, and I feel like all the families are chill with it. Yeah, they don't give a shit. Just we both had to find people who who are willing to be I, absorbed. When I met Brandon, he was a lone wolf. Sad boy building. Things I tell him this all corner. the time. I'm like, Brandon, do you remember when I found you in that field? Mm-hmm. No shoes, dirty, <laughs> lost, and eating I, dirt. Also, yeah, yeah, ate sand, and he ate <laughs> sand. And when we didn't have shrimp, we ate sand. And I scooped him up and I bought him shoes and I cleaned a little dirt off his face and I said, "You're gonna be okay, kid." I'm putting you in my pocket. Absorbed. 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 He has been absorbed. Absorbed. John has been absorbed. I feel like he's, he would be a harder absorption normally, but he. Like a calcification. He he loves mom and Spencer. Yeah, it's hard not to. I know. Lisa is in the process of also being absorbed. (laughs) It's true. It's like, (laughs) you have hung out solo with mom and Spencer now, like met out at another place so the absorption is happening it's true and that's true it sounds so menacing but it's more of like an envelopment like it's a i also just remembered cj wants to come back from my parents on christmas so i'm like why we could come back christmas like then that night night. and Mm -hmm. then go to go Go come to holly and spencer's (laughs) go get absorbed go be absorbed that night see see how everyone is yeah, yeah show up about at seven that's a wild a time to get time. there you never know who's left over i'm usually gone by then yeah Haley will yeah. be gone by then i'll probably be asleep yeah somewhere in the she house would have you might have been woken back up again at that point that's, that's yeah possible for sometimes i take yeah like a late afternoon nap and mm-hmm. then come back to life i am resurrected much as christ was yes um and then i'm able to party for another like maybe hour and a half though i'm not very good at the comeback when it comes to yeah, like drinking either. all day going to sleep rally. and then trying to rally no. like i can't i do used it. to be a lot better when my early 20s was a big i was rally. so that sure does <laughs> fucking <dance>. help <laughs> it does i agree you can't believe that out. i used to be so good in my 20s so i don't even weird. know why it's like all of a like, sudden much in the middle younger. of the night i would get nowhere like r- between one up like that <laughs> you know, you're just gonna blank thing like you're like yeah that's and you're weird like, no. well okay <laughs> yeah that's good wait oh i was gonna say this 
I bought also, if you want me to get you some Pepto for y'all's little sad tummies, I could do that. But I also bought this like new, I was looking up anti-nausea medication because I know, so we're going to Isla Mujeres tomorrow for five yeah. nights. And I know I'm going to fuck up. Like I, I, my stomach's naturally fucked up in America, in You're my own baby. house when I make myself my own food. So I know I'm going to be all shitty. <laughs> When I get to Mexico and I was like, I need to stock up. I'm going to try like some out, like not just the regular Why Pepto. Why don't you get stuff while you're in Mexico? I will also yeah. get some in Mexico. But um, I bought something. It's called like, it starts with an E and it it's a chewable. Emodium. Emodium. Hold on. I ordered it because it had great reviews and it's called Emetrol. For rapid nausea relief, pharmacist recommended, non-drowsy. Apparently, I bought the lemon flavor also. Mm. They're chewables. It is the grossest thing I have ever did eaten you, in did it my come, fucking life. Did it come in and you just tried it to try it? <laughs> no. <laughs> like, oh, I mean, I feel kind of shitty right now. Pop a couple Emetrols. <laughs> Um, I just can I can imagine you being like, I want to know what this tastes like. Yeah, I before. mean, I didn't. I I ate one. Yeah, like a couple of days ago because I ate Halloween candy and made myself feel shitty. I didn't throw up though. But um, oh, it affects your stomach's ability to contract. Yeah, so it's a new it's a new approach. So it's like to a shit stomach. It's, you know. <laughs> And I'm willing to try it. You I'll know what? Try if anything. anybody should be trying it I as know. like a test subject, I feel like trial you're number runs one in the runs. <laughs> <laughs> Why do we always end up at poop? It's cast? because of I me. How do I start my day and all conversations with any human I interact with? What What are your with what's doing? always on my yeah. mind? Which, which is on my butt. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, bowel hours. Yeah, bowel hour. Bowler house. I don't know. Um. So yeah, if you want to try it, I'll just take some Pepto. No, I want you to try. I need someone to taste it. I'll try it. You got drugs? I'm getting it. Hold on. I'll try a drug. Haley's always. We were talking in the last podcast because I listened to it earlier today about being in your 20s and pill addictions and how you kind of progress through different types of well medications mm. whether prescribed or not and mm -hmm. i i do think this is apropos at i this feel point. like that's i'm not do you chewable. have pepto yeah. <laughs> i don't need I don't my have stomach, stomach to pains contracts if you do not use if you have hereditary fructose intolerance well we're about to find out I did um, diagnose myself with something because of TikTok this week. It'll do that. POTS. P-O-T-S. Oh, I've heard of that. Yeah. What does it stand for? I can't remember. It, I forget. It's a bunch of words, but it basically means that you have, um, your body has an intolerance to standing up. Oh, <laughs> that's why you're like, stop. I just lay down all the time. I do. Excuse and me. it was kind of like a fun joke. Um, and then I kept getting served TikToks for this. And one of the ways that you test it is you do what's called a poor man's table tilt table test. And you lay down for mm -hmm. 20 minutes to get your resting heart rate. And then you stand up 
and take your heart rate again. And if your heart rate rises by more than 30 beats per minute, just to get up, just to get up and it maintains for a little bit of time, then you probably have POTS. And I did it. Oh, no. Haley's got POTS. And the way that you can treat with some medication. But the other thing that helps is sodium. So if you're somebody who really likes like pickle juice and like. Right. And you do. And I do. It's be, and But even though every blood test I've taken has never shown me to have a sodium deficiency or anything like that. This one has sodium in it. So. Okay, well, okay Haley's going to eat it. Uh, the, the numbers on the pill are CB2. <laughs> it's for immatrol <laughs> chewables. Okay. So if you find one of these pill, on the ground at a party, you're fine. Yeah. Pill identifier. <laughs> it took everything in me not to spit it out. Also, it's for anti-nausea and it makes you yeah. want to fucking throw it's up. Fight fire with fire. It's not that bad. Ugh, I can't. Stand it tastes like a ricola. It. it tastes like a chewable ricola. I thought you were gonna it say a ricola. Like ricola. It does not. Not on me, baby. Get the Botox. Mm, I don't think it is that bad. Ugh. Do, Do I want to have it like a little now? snack? No. I don't need to be. I don't need to overdose on tummy meds. On tummy meds, I would OD on Pepto. I fucking love that shit. I could drink it and eat it i used to eat tums a lot because i had really bad heartburn and i couldn't figure out why and then it was because i had a giant fibroid that was pushing up onto my stomach oh i was gonna yep. say is it because of the drinking and then have another reason to shoot you in the head i mean it's i'm it's it's probably partially because of that because i quit drinking and that kind of at the same similar times sure. and quit smoking she's a quitter so watch out I've always known that. It's part that's, of her charm. That's yeah, true. that's a big part of my personality is quitting. quitting. <laughs> I'm Actually, is it? No. <laughs> it kind of might be. I, I'm going to quit standing. <laughs> yes. I have an intolerance to standing. Like, truly, I will lay down and it, like, I mean, I, it's see, my natural state. I, I love about laying silly. down. Yeah. Like, I will waller, but like a desk, like, I can't sit for that long. It makes my butt hurt i have a bigger butt than you do i'm built for it i have no butt and i can sit and lay all day and see i'll be goldilocks and be in the middle so i should be able to sit yeah but i can't okay did you just say you had a middling ass yeah my (laughs) ass mid is very mid very mid until it comes to pooping and then you're that top bitch hbic top one percent of diarrhea happers (laughs) fuck you rich people yeah (laughs) so dehydrated all the time i drink a lot of water um delicious i just want to let everyone know that i'm being very kind by not explaining in detail what my stomach issue was oh yesterday when you were laying in bed I'm night sorry. before yes oh, look at coming out both in no you said you didn't daydreaming like, about what it could see. be hmm. what are the options yeah so that's two things to talk about delicious post recording mm-hmm. of weird brunch welcome welcome Hi. to weird brunch who wants to go first oh my god there's so much there's a lot of stuff do. happening in my stomach right now so <laughs> it's gonna be done you ate the immatrol i ate the immatrol i have you're drinking a hot, hot diet, diet coke. coke i had um i did gracefully bring everyone frosties today because lisa because lisa asked it. i was thinking about doing it anyways but you know it's fine and then fries and then um a watermelon red bull 
I didn't know they made water. They did. They're very good. Yeah. And then coffee from this morning. So there's a lot going on. But I I haven't had a Red Bull in like. We have them at work for free. And there was a little bit of time where I did that every day for a week. And then I had to kind of call it off. But today was a little treat. We used to have clean energy drinks. We have those too. Aren't those like kombucha based or something? It's like. Nah. Kombucha too. Nah. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can I can tell my story first if that's what y'all want. Yeah, do okay. it. Okay, I um forgot to write an intro. Um, well, call it. Okay. It's okay. I usually do a pretty good job of doing that. So, this is a story about a liar, a scammer, um, who has an annoying name. Um, first name is Gordon. Okay. Second name, also Gordon. No. No. So we're talking about Lord Gordon Gordon, and there's really... (laughs) Lord Gordon (laughs) I know, and you're like, that sounds like a fake name, and it's because it probably is. So there's really not a lot that is really known about the identity of Lord Gordon Gordon, including his real name. He's rumored to have been the illegitimate child of a clergyman and a parlor maid, and various sources suggest that he went by the name Hubert Hamilton, though this doubtless was also a fake name as well. Hube Ham. Hube Ham. Um, it's just upsetting, all of it. So yeah. I've, this is the second person I've talked about that has had a na- double name. It's really Gregor McGregor. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He at least had Matt Gregor, not just Gregor McGregor. Right. So, <coughs> so <coughs> like Gregor McGregor, Gordon, Lord Gordon Gordon is known to be Scottish, but his history really doesn't begin until the late 1860s in Britain, where Gordon first began passing himself off as a wealthy Scottish landowner, at which time he called himself Lord Glencairn. Glencairn, Glen Gordon. Yep. Glencairn, Glen Ross. Did he have a cool haircut? Rick Ross. Yes. Yes. Okay. As part of his disguise, (laughs) he employed a young valet or a, quote, gentleman's tiger, as such boys were called. What? A gentleman's tiger? The valet would dress impeccably and attend to Gordon's needs, like carrying his walking stick and running errands for him. And I tried to look up more what a gentleman's tiger was. (laughs) And the only definition I could find was thusly, a liviered groom, generally small and generally young. An owner-driven curricle or phaeton typically had a groom seat between the springs on which the tiger sat. Most of those words, I don't know. Yeah. What, I didn't even look them up. I, I was like, don't that know what just happened. I feel like I just had a stroke. Yes. It seems to be a, a young boy that you dress in fancy clothes to carry mm-hmm. your things for you, okay. which is a very 1860s thing. Yes. It, yeah, it makes me think of some american versions that are terrible yeah so in britain when he was still going by lord glencairn he befriended a wealthy scottish clergyman named mr simpson did not get a full name on that just mr simpson bart yeah probably follow me the friendship allowed him to expand his social network and eventually establish working relationships with other well-to-do business people people in edinburgh and london and he would gain this trust gradually, making small requests at first, then gradually increasing the size of his requests. This is kind of how his con worked. And once he had gained the trust of one person, he would then use them as a reference to gain the trust M- of other people. M- yeah, but like as a human. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. To the trust gained by the con man through this kind of incremental like requests 
and his proposed wealth was completely predicated on him soon inheriting a fortune. Like we hear mm-hmm. this from a lot of scammers, like, oh, it's coming. Yeah. The money's being wired yes, kind of situation of that's been going on for years and years. So the first known incident where Gordon pulled a big swindle was in 1868 when he conned London jewelers, Marshall and Sons, out of 25,000 British pounds while posing as Lord Glencairn. In today's value, that is worth about $4 million. Dang. Yeah. That's a good amount. That's a lot of money. So he gets this con, he gets that much money, and then in 1870, he dips and heads to America. Land of opportunity. Mm-hmm. And where in America do you think he went to for opportunity? In 18... 1870. Louisiana? West <laughs> Minneapolis, Minnesota. Okay. Oh. Yep. In 1871, Gordon Gordon resurfaced in Minneapolis, Minnesota. He's no longer going by Lord Glencairn, and now he takes on the moniker Lord Gordon Gordon. If you invent a name, it's like... That's pretty memorable, though. It is, and it's believable enough, I guess. Mm -hmm. I don't know. So shortly upon arrival, he suited himself, like, nicely and conducted a cash deposit of about $40,000 in English pounds into the local bank. And since this was a small town of about 20,000 people at the time, the news traveled fast because bankers gossip and there's this, you know, word on the street that there's a new wealthy foreigner in town, Mm -hmm. right? He had an accent. He was wearing probably... Uh, he had a tiger boy yeah he had i don't think he brought the tiger boy with him mm. um, yeah he probably Did the don't. tiger boy get too tall <laughs> he, he yeah he put him to sleep he put him to sleep you're, <laughs> you're 12 now kid you're done he all yellered <laughs> the child he all yellered him okay and then he after the kind of news spread around that this wealthy guy was in town he was in society quickly and easily and he started being invited to dinners and parties by the town's wealthiest citizens and besides the initial large deposit, which is likely what was whatever was left over from the British jewelry scam. Likely what Whitney wakes up and does. Whatever's left over. Yep. So he would also casual, very casually mention in conversation that he was the heir of the great Earls of Gordon and the cousins of the Campbells and a relative of Lord Byron and a descendant mm. of ancient kings of the Highlanders all very fancy sounding things to these people in America, right? And that he also had an income of probably about a million dollars a year. And he was very just like kind of slipped this into conversation Mm -hmm. to get people on board the fact that agreeing when he was probably a wealthy person. So while schmoozing in these circles in Minneapolis, Gordon met Colonel John S. Loomis, um, who was the land commissioner for the Northern Pacific Railroad. In PR. I never thought of that. (laughs) Yeah. But it's a railroad instead of a radio station. Yeah. Yep. At the time, the Northern Pacific Railroad was hoping to expand westward for which it needed to raise a significant amount of capital to do so. And Gordon himself informed his friend, Colonel Loomis, the whole reason that he came to America was because he was going to try to buy land for thousands of wealthy landowners back in Scotland. Oh my <laughs> I God. have so many rich friends this who want to be that, here. That totally want to come so to Minneapolis. So convenient. Yeah. So he planned to resettle tenants from overcrowded Scottish estates onto this land. And Loomis seeing Gordon as his golden ticket to getting the cash funds needed by the Northern Pacific Railroad to fulfill their plan of westward expansion spared no expense at wooing Lord Gordon Gordon in the hope of um, selling him land in Minneapolis. So Loomis sent Gordon on a fully funded first class tour of the railroad lands throughout Minnesota and the Dakotas accompanied by an entourage of state officials and officers of the railway. So like 
you have you seen like videos of the like rail cards and carts yeah. and that kind of stuff so he got that just like given to him so he could just check out the dakotas that he was gonna we buy land seen wild wild list yeah it, it's exactly that there's a big mechanized spider-man I mean, mm-hmm. Will Smith was probably there as long Selma as Hayek and uh, Kevin Klein are in attendance. Mm-hmm. Whatever, Kenneth Branagh. Mm-hmm. It's better than people give it credit for. I, for I what it is, by it. for what it is, I think I think I could rewatch it right now. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd do a rewatch. Yeah. I haven't seen it. A in casual rewatch, like decades. I'm definitely still on TikTok at the same time while it's mm-hmm. on. Yeah, but that's how I consume yeah, most every at this point. single yeah. thing. It's upsetting. So Gordon would really try to sell the scam because periodically while selecting sites where he planned to build future towns and schools, he would like start naming what he was going to call the towns and the mm-hmm. schools that he was settling people. This big cosplay These thing are all my babies. that scammers do. It's the same thing. It's very fun. So during the tour, the railroad provided Gordon Gordon with a personal secretary and valet did not specify if it was a gentleman's tiger. Just said valet. Okay. Maybe that was too European for the Americans at the time. Sure. Well, we didn't have tigers. No, but tigers were also very. So when they say gentleman's tiger, I assume it's a race thing. I am also assuming. Yeah, yeah that's probably sh- gentleman's tiger. So as well as um, the valet and the personal sac- secretary, they also provided Gordon Gordon with um, daily expenses like a per diem. The total cost of the sightseeing trip was forty-five thousand dollars, which would have been millions of dollars today. Mm-hmm. Very fun. And in January of eighteen seventy-two, Gordon left Minnesota, telling his host that he needed to travel east to arrange the transfer of money for the land purchase. Obviously, mm-hmm. and Loomis and other members of the wealthy society provided him with letters of introduction and reference to leaders in New York City society. So he came in already set up right into mm-hmm. New York. So he's got the right pedigree. At least on paper. On it paper. is amazing how many scammers just had pieces of paper that said, I'm worth money by somebody. Mm-hmm. And that absolutely. I mean, because why would you lie about it? How dare how could you? you? How could you? Yeah. So in New York, um, Gordon rented a large suite at the Astor Hotel where he received visitors such as Horace Greeley, who was the editor of the New York Tribune. And after some conversation with Greeley, who's obviously going to know like all the drama, all the gossip because he fucking runs the newspaper. Right. Gordon quickly identified with that Intel of all this like gossip. um, Gordon quickly identified a new target and a new scam for him to perform the Erie railroad company, whose management was engaged in a bitter battle for control. Once he just devised like the scam he wanted to do, Gordon again, casually mentioned to Greeley, just like Lisa's pulling hairs out of her mouth. Wait, what's going on in there, I buddy? I got it. It mm-hmm. took me a minute. It was funny to look over and see, though. <laughs> She's just going, what? <laughs> like a clown, like yeah. pulling well, and coins You could tell she had probably done it a couple times trying to find it. keep talking about her like she's yeah, not yeah. in the room? Okay. I don't know if you noticed. <clears throat> so Gordon casually mentioned to Greeley that he owned 60,000 shares of Erie Railroad stock. It's spooky. Oh, my God. And so also, scary. he also represented several European partners who combined stock gave them controlling interest in the company. What a coincidence. Oh, my God. So he and he and his partners planned to replace the company's board of directors with men mm-hmm. more favorable to their old 
their own interests and that's why he was in america of course and everybody's like wow that's crazy gordon gordon and definitely legitimate <laughs> sounds I'm you so have all surprised these they didn't tell us this in your letters of introduction because well, they couldn't know because yeah, like true. what do they know they're that's not true. railroad people no. they're land people mm-hmm. they're also americans and Ugh. not europeans yeah. so they're not well versed they're just not gonna know so word of this imminent management shakeup quickly spread throughout new york business community and caused gordon to receive a frantic visit from Jay Gold in March of 1872. So Jay Gold was an American railroad magnate who helped to finance and build several major railroads in the Northeastern United States um, in the late 19th century. He also owned a significant amount of the Erie Canal and Gold was known for his business practice that were often unconventional and ruthless he was known for acquiring controlling interest in various railroads and manipulating stock prices to his benefit. And he was also known for making secret deals with other businesses and business leaders and using underhanded tactics to get what he wanted. These practices led him to be one of the richest men in America in the late 1800s. Um, so when Gordon came to town, Gould had already been plotting to solidify his control over the Erie Railroad Company. But he feared that this new European syndicate that apparently owned actually owned the majority sharehold would like thwart his plans, right? So Gould met with Gordon Gordon and tried to work out a deal that would be favorable to both parties because if Gordon Gordon really had this control that he said there was no way that he was just going to be able to like underhand him right mm-hmm. or like push him out of the deal or whatever so he went to him and he proposed a plan where Gordon and his partners could choose new directors but would let Gould keep his control of the company and Gordon like f- was like mm, I don't know he was like I don't know how my European conglomerate is going to feel about this proposal why should I trust you Gold because that you already have a reputation of being like a notorious manipulator. So why should I trust you? This is a, like reverse manipulation. Yeah. It's, the, it's like fully just sociopath. I mean, I know we've talked about similar, but this is like heavy to me for some reason. Yeah. No, it's the stakes are so high. Yeah. The, the stakes for the railroad. Mm-hmm. Mm. So Gordon finally agreed to the deal on one condition. He insisted that Gold give him half a million dollars in cash and securities as a sign of good faith. <laughs> Gordon promised not to spend the money, but rather hold it as collateral once their plan had been completed. So he was going to give it back. Mm-hmm. Um, and Gold said, okay, sounds good. We'll do it. And Gold did make good on his promise and transferred $500,000, which is like a billion dollars. Yeah into Gordon's control, including 160000 in cash and the remainder in shares of companies. And this would be the point that most con men would just flee with the cash. Like, that's enough, $160,000 in 1870s money. Like, you're set. You can go, you know, either be set for life or go set up a scam elsewhere. No. Uh, Gordon stayed in New York and then sold some of the shares. I mean, at a certain point, as the scammer, don't you start believing your own yeah. shit? So it sounds like he's at that point where he's like... I feel like it's pretty... Like the other scams that I feel like we've heard about, the bouncing around happens a lot more often because mm-hmm. you you got to right. get ahead of it, right? So if this is like, as far as we can tell, maybe his second or third really big scam, I feel like it's kind of early to be like, oh, I can keep doing this. But it is cockiness at a certain yeah. point well and travel time he took ballsy. a lot longer <laughs> it did right and all of most of that money was 
in shares. It was not in cash. Mm-hmm. So if you're really, you're saying I'm losing out on whatever $340,000 in, you know, stock. So Gordon started selling the shares (laughs) and gold realized Gordon was selling the shares because of the trading activity on the exchange. Like you can fucking see it. And he's paying attention. Yeah. And his suspicions aroused. He immediately swung into action. Gold using his power and influence informed brokers not to accept the trades. And then he informed Gordon that their deal was off and he demanded the cash and the securities back. And then what happened? <laughs> no. And Gordon returned all the cash and only some of the oh. shares, it, everything that he didn't already so. sell. And he didn't have enough time to sell that much because it got caught so quickly. And gold was so connected that he stopped any other potential shares from ha- being sold. So gold figured there was around $150,000 in shares missing. And he concluded that Gordon had swindled him, swindled the swindler. So gold sued Gordon for obtaining money under false pretenses and he had him arrested on april of 1872 which is hilarious because he got gordon arrested for stealing money that was acquired to secure an illegal hostile takeover of a company mm-hmm. so it's like it's america like, no it's like when yeah. you call the cops on a dealer because you got a sheet of stickers instead of a sheet of acid yeah like everyone's breaking the law here it's just one person in this situation is more powerful and can kind of work their mm-hmm. way out of the f- capitalism yeah who <laughs> it's we don't we don't live in a meritocracy so to gold surprise several wealthy new yorkers actually paid the forty thousand dollar bond on gordon's behalf because everyone liked him so much hmm. yeah and i think also a lot of people just hated fucking gold as right. well right so it's like who cares yeah. if this guy's a scammer enemy of my enemy is my friend kind of thing so that allowed him to remain free during the subsequent tr- trial and while the trial began, Gordon told the court that is like about his Scottish ancestry and also gave all the names of the English nobility whom he was friends and partners with. And Gordon supplied all this information and it really endeared the court to him because he see, he came off as very honest and everything. He was still he was committing to the bit. He's like, I'm already here. Right. It's not like they can Google me at this point. Like, I'm just going to keep pushing through it. Right. And that night, Gold cabled various men that were mentioned in this testimony back in Europe. And all of them replied that they had never heard of Gordon before. And Gould prepared to present this information in court the next day. However, Gordon at this point realized that the jig was up. So he fled in a night train to Montreal canada okay I'm on the night train so for almost a year gordon's whereabouts weren't known by the like u.s or gold or anybody like that but in the summer of 1873 word reached the states that he was living in fort gary manitoba which is just 50 miles north of the minnesota border with canada so he didn't even like flee far. not really i don't know i kind of tried to figure out like what was keeping him close because he could be close to america but still far away from where this incident right. happened so i don't know they never mentioned any like um love. women or anything like that no marriage or anything no love or men or anything like that so i don't think it was that they find out that he's just just across the border in canada so a party of prominent minneapolis citizens accompanied by several minneapolis police officers crossed the border and apprehended gordon mm. who they found sitting on his front porch so they straight up kidnap him in the middle of the yeah. afternoon from his front porch and the party threw gordon into the back of a wagon because we don't have cars right now and rushed back to the safety of the states but their plan was thwarted when they were stopped at the border by canadian police the kidnappers later claimed that they were just a few yards from crossing the u.s border but they were thrown into jail and gordon was released 
You can't go kidnap someone from another country. No. So during this time that Gordon was in hiding, it everyone was pretty certain that the Canadian government like knew where Gordon was, but why wouldn't they have extradited an American criminal, mm-hmm. right? If he went up that way, that's that that's like very unpopulated Canadian territory, especially in the eighteen. 18- 70s yeah most of that area again it's like vanly 20,000 people there (laughs) yeah well so the reason why the canadian government didn't extradite them because a few years earlier there was an incident involving transporting criminals for extradition from canada to the united states i'm not getting into it but basically the fallout of that was the canadian government decided that they were not going to perform any extraditions on any criminals to america unless they were murderers okay oh because america was doing terrible things to these people it's no it's it's more it's stupider than that oh okay <laughs> yeah but that's why the minnesotians Minneapolisians, mennonites yes the mennonites mm-hmm. um had to illegally cross the border and essentially kidnap gordon to get, bring him back and the retrieval attempt of gordon gordon caused an international incident and diplomatic means were used to secure the release of the prisoners who were the people who tried to kidnap him and they were released in september of 1873 so it took several months of politicking to get them out and meanwhile gordon gordon was still at large gould had done further investigation our old friend jay gould and he also raised a twenty-five thousand dollars reward for his capture he found the jewelers from england that he had initially screwed over for that first like million that he took and vowing revenge the jewelers dispatched a representative to canada who identified gordon as lord glicairn and to authorities and was like hey if y'all don't have anything to do with them we'll take him back too right court proceedings they finally did get him kind of like back into the court mm-hmm. system. He was still in Canada, however. And Gordon attempted to argue that the newest ag- allegations were only another end around by Gould to get him for the railroad stock caper of which he said that he was actually the victim of, obviously. Mm-hmm. Naturally. Gordon's pursuers in the U.S. eventually did go through the proper legal channels and obtained extradition papers to secure his capture and bring him back to the United States. And Canada at this point had enough and decided that deporting him was definitely the right decision um, because he was causing too much kind of trouble in general. So the night before he was planned to be deported, Gordon threw a massive going away party in his hotel (laughs) with like lavish, expensive gifts from all the friends that he had made in his time in Canada, food, just going forward with this illusion that he's just incredibly wealthy, right? And the next morning, officers arrived at his residence on August 1st, 1874 and found Gordon Gordon asleep. When woken, Gordon acted pretty nonchalant and asked if he could just like have five more minutes, which is Mm -hmm. same, right? Definitely get that. And realizing this wasn't going to happen, he got up and got dressed and he told the officers he wanted to go get his um, cap since it was cold outside and he walked back into the adjoining room and then shot himself in the head. I knew it was going to yeah. happen. Yep. And that is the end of the story of Gordon Gordon. Dang, you think he's related to our stepdad? Maybe. Even though we don't know his real name. No. It's interesting because like, he would have been in his like mid-30s. So he got a lot done. Yeah. That is pretty impressive. It's pretty impressive. If he would have just skedaddled with that yeah. 160,000 yeah. from gold. I guess he was just having too good of a time. Really. Everyone liked him. Yeah, that's like, what it sounds there like. There were no just like there's no commentary on like go. his like poor character. I feel like with like Belg um what's her name? The woman of the one who was like 
I I'm a Carnegie. Good for four thousand yeah. dollars yeah. or whatever. Everyone was like, she's kind of mousy and has a lisp, and we don't right. really like, like her, but she seems rich. Yeah. Right. Gregor McGregor was also kind of off-putting. Um, I mean, Anna Delvey also kind of off-putting. Rub people the wrong way. But yeah. Yeah. And to be fair, I feel like a lot of times they're just scamming rich people, so it's like, mm. yeah. I'm not upset in that. Yeah, I don't but care. also, it kind of sucks that he's the one that killed himself. Like out of everybody we just mentioned, it seems like none of—I don't remember, but I don't think any of them killed themselves. No, I'm sure so, there were some um, deaths. Gregor McGregor got shot. He was like, "I'll fight that guy, the sheriff." The sheriff is like, "Hell, you will," yeah, and he come over and right. just boop. Yep. Bow. Yep. So that's um, Gordon Gordon. What a fun guy. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Get your money. This all of those happens at the same time too. All of them are like 1860 to 1890. It's like scammers paradise. Well, yeah. There was more money. The classes are Railroad. a little not easily mixing, but there's blurred lines and this is pre-industrial, right? No. Industrial Revolution started in the 1890s, right? We had the technology. I mean, it was like at the. It turn. wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't. I was one watching moment. fucking Gilded Age. Gilded Age when y'all came over. It's like my background Pervert. show now. It's so fucking <laughs> stupid and just. Oh, wait, nonsense. we're wrong. 1760 to 1840, Industrial Revolution. Oh, we're way wrong. Yeah, that's from Investopedia. Mm. Trust it because it says Pedia. Who's next? Well, I have one that's about a scammer. We love a scammer. Scam away. What's I also have the goop. Sorry. I also have the goop holiday list for 2022 holiday gift. I looked at some of the goop list as well. It seems more accessible this time. Mm -hmm. Oh, does it? Um, (laughs) With their like $500 swizzle sticks and shit. They have things that are sub $50 on it, though. Not things I would ever buy. We could wrap the pot later. We could go through it really quickly. That sounds fun. If we'd like. We can gamify it, too, probably. I don't remember what that means. Like, make it into a game. Yeah. Oh. Like, Like, have two items and guess which is more. Yeah, I can do that. Gamify. Um, Okay. Okay. Scammers. Mm-hmm. They're everywhere. We know them. We love them. We're talking about how most of them are in the industrial revolutions, <laughs> both first and second. But what about 2016, baby? What what revolution was that? The crypto people. revolution? No. I mean, we know what revolution was in 2016. <laughs> But this one's unrelated. And in November of 2016, this woman named Sherry Papini, mm. Papini, cute game, went missing. Oh, that's for not cute at all. Twenty-two days, mm-hmm. but she was home by Thanksgiving. What on purpose? What? And when she reappears for Thanksgiving, she's bruised. She's branded. She's emaciated. She's just you know. All fucked up. Her mm-hmm. hair's all messed up. What? What's yeah. her hair She's looks icky. terrible? Mrs. I can only imagine poorly cut and like straw. Thank you. That's quite enough, ma'am. <laughs> and chunks. 
in, in, in chunks. cut like chunks. She took a straightener to really <laughs> show. She had clearly been to burn for sure. I bet she looked great, actually. <laughs> and she was just a little dirty. You maybe. did say she was really skinny. So. Yeah, yeah. Did. So that, that must be nice. Thin. I would love to have the emaciated look. Uh, so she, when she arrives, she's she says that two Latinas kidnapped her at gunpoint, held her captive, and then had a change of heart and released her because mm. the holidays. Classic. This she is like a Hallmark two story. Two Latina mm-hmm. women? Mm-hmm. No. I don't believe that. Okay. Okay. But, you know, Sherry couldn't really remember, recall many details. Um, And when she first got back, she refused to talk to police because naturally yeah what if these she looked really two latina women yeah she did she had to get her like fix my face on yeah Yeah. (laughs) uh if i get kidnapped and i look like shit the first thing i was like don't like give me like 10 minutes yeah don't look at me me. do you have a pressed (laughs) can i have five minutes five minutes liquid eyeliner anything anything just anything so less than a year after her return, her husband Keith calls the FBI in March of 2017. There's been a breakthrough. Okay. The room she was held in had orange carpet. That's it? It's a breakthrough, It's Whitney. a breakthrough, Whitney. It's a breakthrough. Okay. okay. What color carpet is that? Don't look. The Don't rug? Look. Don't look at it's it. It's like a blue tan stripey okay. situation. Well, I fucking know what the rugs like. You just had a breakthrough. I did. Congratulations. Thank you. More details came out during therapy sessions, and her husband would relay some of these pieces of information to investigators. So nearly six years after she disappeared, which is now-ish, most of this is from September, federal prosecutors said, uh, drumroll, None of it was real. No. She fabricated the entire crime. Can't trust a woman with stringy hair. But Sherry would. Don't look at me. Got a hairstyle. Sherry continued to lie, though, right? Yeah, you're she's, there. She's, I mean, she made it six years. They're throwing evidence at her, and she's like, <laughs> nope, nope. And then finally in April, she pleads guilty to lying to the federal agents and also to mail fraud. Get you with the mail fraud. Because it's, it's always a federal crime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thursday, the week of September 19th, I didn't want to look up a date. Papini, who's 40, was sentenced to 18 months in prison. So she just started her sentence. Uh, She won't be making it for Thanksgiving this year. She also (laughs) probably won't do a full 18 months. No, no. She's not with that hair. No. (laughs) They'll tear her apart in prison. (laughs) (laughs) It's the two people they go after in prison. Yeah. <laughs> the hair people. Kid diddlers. Mm-hmm. Stringy. <laughs> stringy hair bitches. Yes. You gotta walk a straight line, That's Whitney. True. Yeah. I you gotta <laughs> don't know what you're talking about. I don't either. <laughs> so b- before people even knew she was gone, there was this guy, right? And he is like on the way to save her from her just abusive and cruel husband. In 2016. Yes. Okay. Okay. 
And court documents refer to him as the ex-boyfriend, but um, he's also her childhood friend and former fiance, the ex-boyfriend. Everyone's got a hanger on. Mm -hmm. 100%. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They exchanged messages over prepaid phones for months leading up to the disappearance. She told him she was in an abusive relationship and the local authorities weren't doing shit about it. So the week before the 2016 general election, she Mm -hmm. asked her friend to come get her. November 2nd, the day of the disappearance, he sets out from Costa Mesa in a rented Challenger. 200 miles north, he's in Sacramento. He's waiting at a Starbucks to get a text from her. He gets the text and he drives further to the outskirts of Redding, finds her walking along a two-lane road. Just this five foot four. Is that the perfect height? Yes. Okay. Thought so. Five foot four woman in running clothes along this two lane highway. What also could have been driving up on Sherry was two Latinas kidnapping her Uh at gunpoint. Sure. In a dark SUV, not a Challenger, with tinted windows and no seats. Oh, God. Perfect for kidnapping. One of the women kept sticking her with something and she can't remember the trip. During an interview with investigators after she returned home, her husband tries to get her to describe literally any details from the ride. How long was it? Were there any changes in altitude that you may have felt? And she said, I don't remember. I'm missing time. The car smelled really bad, like sewage. And they stuck me with something and I kept falling asleep. Those are, mm-hmm. that's what she remembers. So she actually got into her friend's Challenger and took a nap in the back seat on the way back to Costa Mesa. It's not a big back seat back there. I'm going to say that. Challenger, no. That's why they call it the Challenger. Yeah, Challenge taking challenging to get back there. She stayed at his place for three weeks and she also made him turn visitors away. So she's the ex-fiance. They were childhood friends. So he has family members and they have mutual friends who are like, oh, hey, you're in town. I'd like to catch up. Yeah. And she's like, send them away. I, I am not here. So Shasta County authorities, which I believe is Reading uh, and federal or reading. Is it Reading or reading? I think it depends on. It's Reading in California, yeah, reading, reading in, in Pennsylvania. Isn't there a reading uh, in the UK too? Probably. We can call it whatever we want. We're from Texas. That's true. We call it something real dumb sounding, like just refuse to pronounce a letter. Redden. Redden. Yeah. Hmm. That checks. Redden, California. There, There's federal investigators searching for her and 22 days, for her for 22 days, and she's just at this dude's house. <laughs> so there's also like search parties from the community. Of course. They think she's missing. They're tromping all over the Shasta County. They're tromping. And the whole time she was 600 miles south, her ex-boyfriend didn't know what the fuck was going on. Poor he's like, guy. He's, he's like, like, okay. I thought maybe we were getting back together. Aww. And then he said it wasn't a sexual thing. And he slept on the couch while she took over his room. She started hurting herself just before... Deciding to like, go back to gotta be there for Thanksgiving. Yeah, she read Gone Girl. Yeah, yeah, straight up. Small. She would only eat small portions of food. Right. She had to be emaciated, and then she's hitting herself to cause bruises and burning herself on her arms. And he's watching this happen. <laughs> Ex-boyfriend said he 
helped her create oh. some of them. Uh oh. And he was <laughs> when he talked about it, he was like, I mean, it wasn't like I didn't have my like hands on her directly. Okay. Like I didn't do I was that. using a bat. <laughs> but like, it wasn't me the was bat it? did it. But what was it? She asked me to bank a puck off her leg, so I shot one okay. at her leg. Lightly. <laughs> he said lightly. But hard enough to leave a bruise. Mm-hmm. Uh, this guy is so sorry. He's just like whipped. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. God. And then now she said that her captors had tried to burn her when she tried to take a board off a window. So that's where mm-hmm. these came from. Mm-hmm. She has a really rich inner world and that's very yeah. admirable. Yeah. She had asked her ex boyfriend to brand her and around the time of the disappearance she had pinned a bunch of wood burning tools to a secret bo- board on Pinterest named Gift Ideas. Oh my god. <laughs> She's using Pinterest for this. That's incredible. <laughs> that is some white woman I shit. I love it. <laughs> right? Like I faked my own kidnapping board on Was Pinterest. it even a private board? It was a secret board. Okay, so I at guess least she did that and it wasn't like a that public board. That makes me want to go on a Pinterest now and just search for like kidnapping weird myself LOL. fucking boards like that. Oh, I there bet have they to exist. be some. And we could create and some we should for create people. Some. Uh, her ex-boyfriend went to Hobby Lobby in Huntington Beach, got the wood burner, and immediately when he gets home, she's like, "Can you brand me?" And, and he he's did. Like, yeah, yep. He was like, uh, sure. And he said that she didn't seem to mind the pain. Oh, no. Now it's like a thing. <laughs> yeah. It's all just fetish stuff. Oh. Which. Pretty tame fetish stuff from the looks of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's Looks Pinterest. Like it's not Pornhub. Maybe that's what we should Is create. Is there a Pornhub Pinterest that's board? This is another million dollar idea. Okay, we'll b- it out so nobody else steals it. Isn't that kind of what Fat Life is? Though? No, that's more like Fat Life. Fat Life. Fat that's life. more like life? dating personals. Yeah. This but is like, more like ideas. Okay. Yeah. This is this is good. Yeah. I'm glad I brought this story. Pinterest for porn. Uh, porn Tris. <coughs> porn Tris. T R Y S T. Oh like a tris. shit! Yes. Shit! Now I have to Google and see if that's a thing. Porn trist. Keep, keep going, loser. Mm-hmm. Sorry. So around the wood burner era, mode. Um, for who? She finally starts missing her two and four year olds. It's just kind of a convenient time. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you've branded me. I miss holiday. my kids. He drives her north to Yolo County. Yolo. <laughs> And drops her near Interstate 5, and then he heads to a relative's for Thanksgiving. At what a ride. At 4.30 a.m., California Highway Patrol, Chips, uh, responds to a call of a reporting a woman running in the middle of the highway in Woodland, California, mm. 150 miles south of Redding, California. A truck driver... America's Gentle Giants stopped mm-hmm. to help her. And when they found her, she had a chain around her waist. One arm was bound, which I would like to understand more. And there were other bindings around her wrists and ankles. She's taken to a hospital. They take her underwears and her sweatpants sure, and do the DNA test. And uh, they get two sets of DNA. 
she also was like these are the, these are the same clothes these i've been in the same, same clothes. clothes i've been in mm. the same clothes. they find two sets of dna on her underwear and sweatpants hers and a set belonging to a man sample was uploaded to the database and the fbi has periodically been looking for matches because this was again 2016 also interesting that she he was like well, it wasn't anything sexual and now there's man DNA. dna the same day papini was found the reading residents released yellow balloons in her honor unknowing she had been found don't release balloons no no well, it's bad for the environment exactly yeah it's true. Did we know that in 2016? Probably yes. not. Like what did the we environment, really know? Yes. Like, the environment wasn't real in 2016. Yeah, that's true. The earth was it's flat. still kind of mostly unreal to people. That made but to send I did, you down. <laughs> I did that story about the balloon, the oh, catastrophic yeah. balloon release, and that was, like, in the 90s. Yeah. And they still felt the effects of it. Anyways. When the family first reported that she hadn't been home or picked up her kids from daycare, authorities were like, okay, she's a missing person. And her husband was like, no, she's abducted. And I'm, he's like, I can't say that to you, Mm -hmm. but like, I just know it. And I'm upset that you just defaulted to missing person because abducted, you get more action more quickly. Keith Papini, her husband, was as unaware, truly, as everyone else. And oh, he's he, just a dummy. He was heart he was like fully heartbroken. Yeah. Like there's some council members that were like, Oh, I remember him coming and like making a plea for people to come join the search mm. and all this stuff. Meanwhile, the DNA, they find a match in March twenty twenty. And it's with a family member of the male DNA that they found, which happened to be the ex-boyfriend's dad. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the FBI goes, and the dad, he, ex-boyfriend had a brother. So it was just those three dudes. So ex-boyfriend has a brother, so they're looking through ex-boyfriend and his brother's trash. Ex-boyfriend's trash. Whoops, we found a, a bottle of something you drank, of like yeah, Snapple sure. or whatever the fuck. Yahtzee. It's him. It's his DNA. So the ex-boyfriend admits to helping her run away, but did not admit that when he learned of the nationwide search and he didn't admit it during her claim she'd been kidnapped. And he- this is his quote. I'm not going to make any calls because it's like, I'm turning myself in for nothing. Uh, okay. I mean, yeah. Not wrong. This is definitely something that, like, you get away with it until you can't get away with it. Like, what deal are you going to strike? Right. Yeah. Right? I sure. burned her, but she told me. August 2020, investigators remind Papini that lying to the feds is a crime. <laughs> News flash. She doubles down on the abduction. And investigators show her photos from the ex-boyfriend's apartment and told her that they had talked to family who knew she was there that tried to visit her. I love that people tried to visit her. And throughout the interview, Papini referenced a mysterious woman who controlled her ability to see her children. FBI keeps telling her this woman does not exist. <laughs> well, is this her just trying to get to the crazy plea? 
I don't like jigs up. Potentially. If I'm going to double down, I have to quadruple down and go with, oh, no, no, but I'm crazy. Potentially. Yeah. Because that that call out from the article I read, it, she, this woman doesn't get brought or the idea of this woman does not get, get brought, brought up, up again. again. Gotcha. She continues to deny her ex's involvement that they hadn't spoken to each other in years, even though he's the one that matched them. Yes. And she knows all this. Her husband at some point left, leaves this interview and she continues denying that she was with the ex. Meanwhile, Keith Papini, who's now 38, used some of the 50K that had been raised in a GoFundMe for the search mm-hmm. to pay off some credit card debt. That's good. It's a responsible thing to do. And then he has since filed for divorce. So Sherry Papini also received more than $30,000 from a state victims fund. (laughs) And she used it to pay medical bills, including therapy, and to purchase blinds for her house. Nice one. Because people throwing eggs at it or something. Probably. She also sent almost $3,000 payment to her therapist, which is the mail fraud portion. Okay. The assistant U.S. attorney, Veronica Algeria, said kidnapping this kidnapping hoax was deliberate, well-planned, and sophisticated. That's a nice compliment. Yeah, yeah. I would say it's not, but okay. <laughs> Story she told wasn't like made up on the spot. She didn't just show up and she be like, what? This, this Three happened. weeks to plan yeah, it out. She had somebody to bounce ideas off of, too. Yeah. Evidence shows the hoax was actually put together before her disappearance even like oh, she so she had her whole life to plan it yeah sherry's attorney william portanova says she has <laughs> sorry chameleonic personalities chameleonic can we is this she just dissociative is it she just no? changes it to she's just is that just code for this woman is pretending to have multi personality Mm, shit going on i have no idea and that her life was very painful until she was married and began a family so she'll just blend in anywhere Mm -hmm. and she used she was upset i guess her attorney said yet after several years she persuaded herself to flee the security of her family in pursuit of a nonsensical fantasy ultimately resulting in this awful case So in September, she apologizes in court. She's sentenced to 18 months in prison and ordered to pay more than 300,000 in restitution. Meanwhile, yeah. Meanwhile, she, during that hearing, she thanked the government for exposing her hoax and for allowing her to take the plea deal. Lisa, did you say plea deal after she was just sentenced? I sure did, because that judge was like, people don't like to be conned. Yeah. So he's like, you're going to jail. Yeah. You owe money. And then Sherry's lawyer said she was a, quote, broken woman who did a terrible thing. And then outside of court, he acknowledged that she didn't explain why she ran away. And he said, the truth is... The mind is beyond my ability to comprehend. Okay. I mean, that's true, but sure. 
<laughs> she just had some lady troubles. This her, and her lawyer is bad. That's a bad lawyer. Yeah. Like yeah. he's not. He reminds me of like the lawyer that you see in cartoons, where it's like, well, I will, I will, I yeah. don't know minds. That's that's Foghorn beyond Leghorn me. Lawyer. The community is also like really really pissed off obviously yeah, yeah resources they're like we spent three weeks of our november right everyone walking. you made us stand for three really weeks. nice weather oh, Haley would never i'm intolerant to it yeah i don't know you wouldn't have survived standing intolerant and then so some people are like this one woman and i won't say her age because those ages but she was like i mean i have kids like mm. there's people going around just scooping people up like i'm not i don't feel good about that and then most everybody else is like yeah that's i'm just pissed <laughs> because none yeah. of this yeah you got scammed yeah your time they were yeah. like i didn't believe it from the beginning the that was quoted from a 27 year old musician who didn't want to give his name at a uh, metal show okay <laughs> quality quotes yeah yeah you know only. Yeah. good opinions mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yeah we don't know why she did this There's she probably doesn't know she, why she yeah, did it she just broke her brain yeah um sometime went brain, with it brain break brain break brain break and you make a fuck ton of money from it. yeah yeah if she ca- comes money. up with a reason she can probably sell a book associated with it it's not a murder <sighs> so she can still step. profit off her crime yeah i'm i'm She's hoping for that i'm hoping that i well i just want to know yeah where's the doc figure I'll, this shit out i'll listen to somebody else who has read that book tell me what that book was about exactly yeah it's my favorite way to read <laughs> yeah letting somebody else do it for you Cliff's notes. yeah Cliff's notes wiener what do you got Cliff's notes. Are y'all ready to live on the edge? Haley, Lisa? Um The edge of what? A cliff. No. The edge of a building. The uh-uh. edge of an antenna. The edge of hmm. a span. Or the edge of the earth. What's a span? What is what is what is building antenna span earth spell? Base. And today we're talking about base jumping. I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm walking out. Wow. All right. Going back to that my lead goop in. gift guide. Goop gift guide. Goop gift guide. Base jumping. For base jumpers. Leading, leaping out of an airplane at 15,000 feet and free falling at well over 100 miles per hour is not enough so that would be regular skydiving only death is enough daddy needs more there's a lot of death yeah in base jumping. but is it enough but is it enough we need that more. is the question we're addressing today uh so to make things more interesting they jump off cliffs man-made objects and usually all happens at a low altitude with only a few seconds to deploy their parachute this is base jumping Can't- can people just do drugs again? You could probably do both. I think. Okay. All right. The acronym. I didn't, I didn't know, know. I didn't know I base no jumping. Idea. You know, it's like learning scuba is a acronym yeah. as well. So it's base. building. Let me do this. All okay. right. B is for building, a.k.a. jumping from buildings or monuments that are very tall. A is for antenna, as in antenna towers. So like that movie. Like, 
but like some of the tallest things in most cities are like radio and antenna TV yeah. towers. So buildings, antennas, S spans, which are also known as bridges, big bridges over whatever. It doesn't have to be big bridge over troubled water. Called it babe. Babe jumping. Babe jumping. And E, Earth, refers to uh, large natural formations that are suitable for base jumping, a.k.a. cliffs, canyons, fjords, and gorges. Fjords. Fjords. So where did base jumping come from? Well, let me tell you. It started in drugs um, in the 1960s and 70s. So probably these were kind of one-off stints where people who were into skydiving were like, I'm going to jump off this fucking cliff. And then in 1966, two skydivers jump off El Capitan, which is in Yosemite. I've been there. You've been there? Did you jump off of it? No, it was too tall. And as we know, I can't stand up that That's true. You are a horizontal person. I am. Uh, I mean, you can jump horizontally. More like I mean, you do. Yeah, yeah, but you gotta walk there's a while a to get up there. There's a lot of vertical. Yeah, there's to get to mostly the vertical. Very just a few seconds of horizontal, yeah. and then you're it's back not on the ground. They don't have one of those stair chairs you can sit in. Haley's pulls. on the side of a mountain, <laughs> smoking a cigarette yeah. at my purse in my lap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want that. The entire happen. time I'm going up, I'm digging through it, looking for a loose gum. Where's my gum? Where is it? Brandon's like walking behind. He's you. literally walking at yeah. the same pace. Yeah. Just be like, you, it's, you took it out. Like, no, it's in here. I swear it's in here. And I'm handing him stuff. I told you not even to bring your purse. Okay. So these that's, people, that's happens, they're so. like, we're going. We're going to jump off El Capitan. And they do. It's not very successful. Both of them sustain pretty bad injuries. But they don't die. But they don't die. Not enough. In 1975, a skydiver jumps from the World Trade Center South Tower, is arrested the second he gets to the ground. So, How much trouble can you actually get in for that? Like a fine? I'll tell you. How about you shut up and listen? People had been jumping off stuff being stupid, but there wasn't a real community around it yet. And then comes along a guy named Carl Bonish, B-O-E-N-I-S-H, in 1978. And he's kind of the the father of modern bass jumping. Mm. Daddy um, Bonish. Daddy Bonish. <laughs> he... He's like, I'm going to figure out a safe way to jump off El Capitan. And he goes on a bunch of scouting trips. Him and his friends hike to the top and the four of them jump. Everyone lands safely. And then Carl is like, "Okay, I'm going to develop this base number system on top of developing B-A-S-E. The other one they wanted to do was B-E-S-T, and they wanted to call it best jumping, but... There's just a lot of opportunity. There's so many things there that is, it covers. and they went with base, yeah. which seems like a... Yeah. It's fine. It's the one a, a dude in his, like, 40s would choose, and they'd be like, base jumping. Okay. So the base number system is anyone who accomplishes a jump is recorded in a notebook. 
kind of similar-ish to scuba diving. You have to record all your dives. And I think actually skydiving too, you record you your, so your jumps. jumps. Yeah. So when they complete one jump of each type, B-A-S-E, you get a number in sequence of that. So Carl is a number four because he's done B-A-S-E. He got it. He's base, e-gotted base jumping. jumping. Got it. So yeah, he created this whole system. <laughs> Carl, of course, dies base jumping in Not 1984. Which one? B-A-S or E? Uh, let's, he, I think it would be an E. Did he get a negative He died one? in Norway. Did he die? Nobody witnessed the jump, but it is believed that he hit a rock, a rock outcropping when he jumped off the Staben Pinnacle in Trollen, the Trollendane Range in That'll, Rauma. That's usually where that happens. Uh, it's in Norway. Okay, yeah. so he jumped off a mountain. A fjord. A f- or a fjord and hit something on the way down. And that is what killed him. He, he was, was there himself? with his oh. wife, Jean. I mean, I guess she didn't witness the jump, but he, she was there and they were going for the Guinness World Record. And a couple of days later, she jumped anyways. And she was fine, but it's like, how sad were well, you that your husband died? We grieve in different or, ways. Yeah, was yeah. it just that, that like, he would have wanted me to do this jump? It's I mean, like, okay. So I think it makes sense. Base jumpers have about 100 regular skydiving jumps under their belt before they start to attempt base jumping. And they usually have an experienced base jumper who mentors them how to base jump and get into it. They use ram air parachutes, which are the rectangle ones, Mm -hmm. not like the regular old school. Like teardroppy looking Yeah, round looking, you know, Vietnam style parachuting. Is it because you can do better like direction with it? Yeah, you can, with with ram parachutes, you can, yeah, change your direction a lot easier. It's also smaller. Yeah, ideally avoid outcroppings, but you know, if you're going... What else is different from skydiving about base jumping is there's two major obstacles. It's done at a much lower altitude from the proximity of the base object. Skydivers will typically open their chutes around 2,000 feet, but with base jumping, most of the things you're jumping off of are at about 2,000 feet already. (laughs) So you're starting out pretty far down. With skydiving, you get a little bit of extra time. You can pack an extra. All skydivers have like a secondary chute in case their first one fails. When it comes to base jumping, it's so quick in your descent. Like you have to instantly basically throw the chute. Yeah, release the chute. So there's no point in packing a secondary one because if the first one doesn't work, you're already on the ground. So you're going to die. Sounds really fun. It sounds so fun, right? Not. Uh, <laughs> got him. Yeah. Psych. <laughs> so, yeah. Most base jumpers will have their parachute in like an accessible pocket on their leg that they can release, or a lot of them, if it's that it's short, hand, yeah, right? they just hold it, which also sounds fucking terrifying. Whoa. I don't yeah. like that. They, they just hold their parachute in their hand they're like oh let's fucking go what if your hands get sweaty from the stress i mean my hands are sweaty all all the time whoa no matter what okay so base jumping because of all the danger has been a french sport 
because most of the, of the time. This is due to the danger. The fact that many traditional skydivers also feel like base jumping gives their sport a bad name because Ooh, they're too like rogue. Yeah, because it's too dangerous. And most of the time, if you're base jumping, you are doing it illegally. It's like parkour. Another yeah. French Fun illegality. Thing. I think she, she said fringe. Fringe. Yes, I said I'm fringe, gonna, not French. Uh, she did you sound like you said French, though. French. I'm just like really European, and sometimes the things I say sound like different things. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so <laughs> base jumping is mostly illegal anywhere you go so the national park service was initially just kind of frowning upon base jumping the weird ones that were going on out at el capitan parachuting in national parks was prohibited at the time and for a short time officials at yosemite park allowed jumpers to apply to pay for permits to jump off el capitan legally however a few months after that they decided that none of them were following the rules and they were causing environmental damage and forbade the jumps ever since today if you are caught base jumping in a national park in the united states you face up to a two thousand dollar fine and any cost for any rescue operations that have to happen, they also will confiscate all of your gear and not give it back to you. And gear is pretty expensive. Could be worth it, though. Like if it's... If is this a rich asshole? person? Hobby? Oh, it's totally a rich person. One so of the it's really not. It's main, a tax. Like, not a... Famous, right. if you say that, uh, base jumpers right mm-hmm. now is this fucking dentist. Who is like, oh my God. I'm just a dentist so I can fund my base jumping hobby. It's like, you fucking you ever asshole. Knock his teeth God, out? I hate you. Okay. So base jumping from buildings within cities is also almost always illegal. The pedestrian injury and traffic distru- disruption are too great of a risk. Although the vast majority of building jumps take place at night or at dawn, Police will arrest jumpers who have leapt if they find them. And a lot of people have been arrested leaping from the Eiffel Tower and from the St. Louis Arch. Pretty French. Pretty French. 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 There's a few places to base jump legally. Kjureg on Lisfjord in Norway is a very popular location. Jumps are legal there. There's a few other natural formations throughout Europe. Europe, man-made objects with legal jumping are difficult to find. So anyone who has achieved like a level four base jump has likely done it illegally. The specific locations of different base jumping spots, whether legal or illegal, are closely guarded by the community because many base jumpers want their sport to maintain a secretive outlaw nature. Like that dentist. Uh. Can't think of anybody more fringe and on the edge than a dentist. Than a dentist, exactly. Also, they keep it secret, keep it safe. And by safe, I mean extremely dangerous. Um, Is that the more people show up at these jumps, the more people, you know, they hear the one rule about Fight Club is you don't talk about Fight Club. You go jump off of a building. Yeah. Like more cops will know about it. All the whole thing with people knowing about it. It's like with anything getting popular. Injure 
more people if there's that more people too. there and, people and i'm sure that's their number one concern experienced are showing up the highest space jump ever was in 1992 two jumpers successfully leapt over a cliff of 19,000 feet high which is about 4,000 feet higher than most skydiving planes go and the lowest feasible jump is anything around 250 feet. So which wouldn't the higher one be less impressive because you have more yes, time? I would think so. It's like training wheels. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you don't need it's like sky feet. Yeah. Is okay, like so let me give a you a parking garage. Yes. The Texas State Capitol is 302 feet tall. Yeah. Oh. The Empire State Building is 1250 50 feet. How tall. many Eiffel Towers is that? That Oh, fuck. I didn't even think about doing it. Get the it. conversion oh, chart out. Oh, my God. How tall is the Eiffel? Okay. Eiffel Tower. With its base. Is. This is weird. It has two measurements. Yeah, because one's with its base and okay. one's just the tower. The whole thing. Like how tall is the Eiffel Tower right now is 1,083 feet. So jumping off the Eiffel Tower, I guess, is. A it's lower like middle, average low. Yeah. size for a base jumper. Okay. Explain this 250. You, I don't even know how you, you would have to like, you just be ha- like me jumping with a, with an umbrella off of oh, you the capital. You Mary Poppins it. Okay. It has to oh, be. Oh, I was thinking sugar glider it. Yeah. There well, are those little sugar glider, glider yeah. outfits yeah. now. It's kind of fun. So tensions over base jumping in national parks always been high and they were coming into it coming to a crescendo in the 90s when people were hanging out at el capitan in yosemite there is an el captain i keep saying el capitan but if it's el capitan okay so in the 90s park rangers are actively tracking and pursuing suspected jumpers all the time staking out likely landing zones chasing jumpers when they reach the ground apprehending jumpers fining them that two thousand dollars confiscating all of their equipment and this guy named frank gambly jumps and he runs from the cops and then he jumps into the merced river and fucking drowns oh my god so he didn't cut his so the base jumping community is like if y'all would just fucking legalize it this wouldn't have happened like tons of people have died just from base jumping and then this one guy jumps and dies fleeing and the base jumping community is like this is your fault bro i don't and so they're pissed yeah they also seem very annoying. They yeah. come to yeah. Oh, absolutely. They probably went, the most insufferable. They all went to Woodstock '99. People that and they are out started. There. That was considered yeah. an extreme sport. Just going to Woodstock '99. So Surviving yeah. It, yeah, everyone is pissed about this happening, and they decide that they're going to do a demonstration mm. to say like this jumper's death didn't have to happen. We want to demonstrate that our sport is safe if it's not being prohibited. We're calling up ESPN. We're letting people know that we're going to have this fucking protest. Cue a woman named Jan Davis. So here's a little bit about Jan. Her and her partner husband, they're both aerial stunt photography people. They own their own business called Aerial Focus, where they did a bunch of like filming and taking photos while they're doing aerial shit. She is, they 
do it for like a couple decades. She's 60 years old and she's done more and as a grandmother she had done more than 3,000 skydives and 70 base jumps she also claimed to be the first woman to jump from venezuela's angel falls venezuela not venezuela not familiar i know you know you don't know okay (laughs) venezuela uh so angel falls is a big place to base jump there's 3,200 feet, and it's the world's tallest waterfall. Pretty cool. How cute. She's part of a group calling themselves the Adventure Athletes also. They're the ones who arrange the protests, which they're calling civil disobedience. They cooperated with the park and agreed that they were going to probably get their shit confiscated on their way in. They were going to do you know, have plans for it anyways. And then they were going to get arrested at the bottom because they were like, fuck the man. We don't care if we get arrested. We're really committed to jumping off this high is, places. Of all the energy this you is, can yes. put into something to create positive change and use the term something like civil disobedience. Yes. This white people shit is what you're doing. Yes. This is okay. their civil disobedience okay. is being loud They're and right. proud about jumping off of their freedoms are real high up places restricted obviously yes <laughs> this is uh just the most privileged shit yeah, i've truly. ever heard so they're gonna do so a protest we're gonna do a protest here we are it's the day of the protest they decide that they would make their jumps with or without permission the park agreed to work with the group to ensure safety of park visitors who would be in the vicinity like i said espn is there y'all the park's aware of it it's a organized protest as part of the deal the protesters agree to be arrested after the jump get fined have their shit confiscated and jan is is so weird jan is like yeah let's fucking do it and so they go to el capitan that friday to leap off of the 3500 granite monolith as protest there's five jumpers the first three jumpers go at 2 p.m they all go off without a hitch which should say something to that y'all. maybe there's probably there's not gonna 200 go. onlookers, right? <laughs> For 10 there's minutes. Two- <laughs> we know what foreshadowing yeah. is, Whitney. 200 onlookers, people filming. Uh, you have to pull your chute basically immediately after you jump because otherwise you're going to go splat right. on the ground. Uh, and then it is our girl Jan's turn. Cossie. She's 60. Jan. Full of Grandma it. Jan. Queen Jan. of the waterfalls, Jan. She <laughs> leaps off the cliff, but both of her arms stay at her side. She could not figure out how to open the chute she had. And everyone thought everything was okay. And then they, you know, it's like a matter of seconds and people are yelling, open up, open up. And then everyone goes silent because she just goes splat. And fucking die in front of everybody. In front of everybody during a protest in order to prove that base jumping is safe. So what happened? Also, her husband is watching. They're like aerial stunt photographer. They're like taking pictures of it. It's on video. You her, can see it. 
today because she was filming it or no because, because someone her. was filming okay. it because like, lots of people lots were filming of people it. what year was this 1999 oh, okay so it wasn't cell phone footage um woodstock so <laughs> just saying people say that her husband was beside himself he could only just literally stand there and watch his wife plunge to yeah. her own death so what had happened was she because she didn't want her own yep, good yep, gear confiscated. Yep, yep. I knew it. I knew she it. used someone else's gear, and that gear wasn't in the same place as where and she didn't do a, was. a little bit of a I, test run. I, maybe sure she, she jumped and forgot, and you oh you don't God. have and then you panic more than yeah. one second to panic, which is why her arms were down because she was trying to like pull it from her leg, but it wasn't on that side, and so she just, I guess had that's two very seconds sad. of panic Fucked and then up. she jumped and that was it uh what do you think was going through her head at the last second fuck. she was just like fuck I, yeah, yeah I think fuck, it had but to also be fuck. like I'm, I'm proving them right shit like yeah this well, is great I, this is terrible fuck fuck and then splat splat also and that's like my grandkids the ground going through her head my husband i mean you have everyone's watching everyone's seconds, watching. you can have a million thoughts yeah i would just be like so embarrassed yeah yeah dying oh God, embarrassed. Embarrassed. <laughs> can you imagine that's like that's such a short amount of time to accept death <laughs> yeah they're gonna make fun of me yeah <laughs> No, <laughs> this is so sad. It. It is she's not. Sad. She's like a dumb idiot. But this she's is she's like sad. the first one that I've given a shit about. Yeah. So even after the accident, an employee of Aerial Focus spoke in favor of base jumping and said, "Have you ever looked over the edge of a tall building or a cliff and wondered what it would be like to jump off? I wondered what, or yeah, I wondered, I and now I know now. what it's like. You're dead." And all of a sudden, you're alive again. Unless you die. Unless you die. Unless you just straight up Also, what is die. the reason why you were thinking about throwing yourself off a building? Because those can be handled in a Isn't couple different just, ways. But there's like a junkies. phenomenon, though. Oh, the it's a French word. It's where like you, yeah, where you of, get up to the edge and you're like, oh, I should just... Like, you should. You feel you're like staring you should. Into the void. Like, you're intrusive Or thoughts. if you're in traffic and you just want to kind of... You're like, eh, what if I... Into, yeah. yeah. What if I don't put on the brakes? Yeah. I think that all the time. I go up 2222 every day where there's, like, mm -hmm. no medium and it's everyone coming down that hill. And I'm like, if I just... Especially yeah. if I'm about to have a bad day. I'm people like, people who it? died on that road. Dad crashed on that road. Did he? That's what he crashed his motorcycle on. Oh, he yeah. went off the edge going up. That's not how he died, though. No. No. He, I almost said he's still alive. <laughs> he's not. Oh. In our hearts. He's, he's alive in our hearts. Um, but yeah, so that's just a brief history of base jumping and Jan Davis and why you shouldn't ever base jump. And I never will. And I had never had any interest. I don't no. like no bungee jumping, no skydiving, um, no thank you. No, that's what I we can't say imagine to that. seeing the person you love. It's most kill like, themselves. Yeah, accidentally, <laughs> like, straight up. Just like how embarrassing. <laughs> how I cannot believe Everyone John is looking that at way. me right now. Maybe it was you are an idiot. Yeah, maybe it was him going fuck. <laughs> What a bummer. I am never going to hear the end of this. Oh, my God. Oh, my yeah. God. Um, no, I can't imagine wanting to do that kind of, like, in incredibly dangerous thing. I this, just... 
Brandon went on a bicycle tour this weekend, and the two things I told him he had to do was wear a helmet and reapply sunscreen. You know what he forgot at home? His helmet. His helmet. And you know how I found out? Because he posted a B-reel where he was riding oh, his I bike and didn't have a helmet on. And I immediately commented <laughs> as angry face. I saw that. And then helmet. And he immediately texted me and was like, <laughs> and I got, I got really mad because it's yeah. like, he's like, we're not on the highway or anything. And I'm like, head ground, head yeah. rock. Absolutely not. No, he's, he, I just saw that he got yeah. home. Uh-huh. I haven't talked to him since I sent him 20 text messages saying how mad I was <laughs> Poor Brandon. It's one of those things. Like, I don't want a dead husband. I'm not interested in being a widow. Not with my embarrassing Brandon. Think about me. I have two friends, both from high school, who had two friends. I think they're my friends. You're such a bitch. (laughs) This is normal. Um, But both of them basically went over their handlebars in two different situations and like fucked themselves up. Yeah. Luckily, they had helmets on. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm very serious about it. Yeah now in I my mean, older age yes but. getting hit by something is one thing but yeah it's just fallen yeah brandon i've seen two helmet on a grand total of two people dead while i was driving like on a highway both motorcycles yeah mm-hmm. scares me my brother has three of them i can't i yeah when I, richard died it was mm-mm. every like every six to eight months i'm like i'm my license at least and then i'm like mm. i always want like i want like a little vespa to yeah you always want around a the neighborhood I like i wouldn't to. take it on the highway or anything but and i would wear a helmet but they're so cute they are i get the appeal of that kind of stuff but it's like, it's like no at gas, this point it's, like, it's not worth it to me yeah no i mean i Even feel like, like i've aged out of stuff. it i don't like, think i have aged out of it i mean no i think i still want one and i think it's cool but i just I, i'm yeah. too old for it i mean you're only too old for it in your heart i know i'm talking you i know i'm doing the opposite thing it's, of what she's like what i'm saying is what if we timeshare one <laughs> yeah i mean but for real so let's talk about and we this. could totally take the neighborhoods to i feel to like each other's houses. i feel like it makes the most sense if you are commuting in a very small area like if you have like a walk what would be like a walkable part of town right It'd be just like having a electric scoot, like a mm-hmm. like a, a little scooty toot, little scooty toot not mm-hmm. like a Vespa situation. But I have seen Vespas on the highway before, oh, yeah. and you're like, what you no, doing? what are you yeah. doing? Don't do that. Don't do that. So, would y'all like to play a short game? Yes. yes. Gamify it. Okay. Gamma rate. So it. we are looking at the Goop holiday gift guide for 2022. Gwyneth Paltrow's mm-hmm. rich white lady gift i feel like i vibe. see a vibrator you do they okay. always have a some Something bougie like sex and now toy I'll be doing this okay i'm sorry okay. I, I was purposely not looking well that's i follow the, the rules mm. you're the good one mm. i don't think there's a good one in this situation true. there's just a victim well, of the I, moment <laughs> once i get absorbed <laughs> i'm the good, good one, one. Um, okay, what between that ultra plush self-heating G-spot vibrator and a tennis pelota necklace, which one is more expensive? The it, necklace. A tennis pelota, like, like a tennis, tennis necklace. necklace? Like a tennis it has, no, <laughs> it has a racket on it with a green oh, outline. I want the vibrator Hideous. to be more expensive. I, mean, I say vibrator. I'm going necklace. 
for most expensive most yes. expensive vibrator necklace dang okay it's jewelry right fuck i just the functionality of the other is worth more true so what's more expensive the goop glow morning skin super powder or the collage drawing kit powder powder kit is it just how some much scissors is it? I and need some to know how much paste? each we should be saying. Okay, no, okay. Yeah, how much okay. was that vibrator? The vibrator that to me is ninety five dollars. That's I'm very not upset about. No, like it, that's the affordable thing for yeah, 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 for the poor, for the poor. The, the only pleasure you can have in mm-hmm. life. The tennis necklace, which hideous, hideous. The grossest also, thing I've how much ever is, who seen. Who plays tennis? It's five hundred and thirty dollars. And then the college or collage drawing kit which just has like <laughs> how do you draw a collage you don't you cut out a collage it just has like weird paper you yeah. can cut just like and, some knockoff rose art yeah like, like go get get a three magazine. magazine that's all and sit, how much is yeah. it uh seventy dollars seventy dollars okay. and then the morning skin super powder is sixty or fifty five dollars with the subscription <laughs> to go of course that's also too expensive it's too expensive but it's also like there's lots of skincare that is that expensive and more that's true um a smart grow house or a sky view wellness table lamp is the grow house like an outdoor thing or is it like a tabletop it's like a tabletop but it's pretty like a fish tank yeah okay and the other one is a lamp. Is a literal table lamp. Okay. Those a are very house. similar. Grow house. I'm gonna say grow house too. Okay. It is the table lamp. Fuck. The sky, the Skyview Wellness table lamp from Goop is nine hundred and ninety nine dollars. <gasps> Why a is it a wellness lamp? lamp? It probably has the like, like red weird light yeah, in yeah. it or something. How much is the grow house? Two hundred and thirty nine dollars. Okay. We were also, way off yeah. from Goop. I just think of like functionality. Like that has to be the thing mm-hmm. that's worth more. No, it's I, the I, lamp. I need. I need. I need this break. lamp for my wellness. <laughs> you just buy it all the time. Yeah. You're like having a panic attack. <laughs> oh, thank God, my on. lamp's <laughs> here. Saves the day. Okay, I'm oh. sorry. <laughs> Are you upset or is no, this funny? It's just very funny to me. Okay. We have a wooden bath mat. Okay. Got it. Love those. And we that have an ashtray set by Seth Rogen. Oh shit. I know how much the ashtray sets are because I've been looking <laughs> into buying one. I bet the bath mat is more expensive. Because yeah. it's like some weird teak or something fucking stupid. But I'm very interested to hear about but the ashtray. It's called, it like, the whole name ashtray set by Seth Rogen Can is I so funny. Can I ask you, is it the bubbly looking one of no. the Seth Rogen? It's just like a regular looking little yeah, kind it's of like pot a smooth, with a, yeah, yeah, okay. Okay, so then I am going to also say bath mat. Bath mat is correct. Okay. Uh, handcrafted from American beech wood. Called it. It's one hundred and thirty nine dollars, and the ashtray like set right? ninety eight dollars. Yeah. Okay, that's a fun I've little gift you could get it. somebody. I think that that's, that's kind of nice. I'm, I'm looking into getting one for John. Like we don't smoke anything, but he really likes. Oh, them. they're like classy. Looking. They're very cool. Yeah. I thought they were gonna be like 
no. head shop. No, no, no. He's been making really he cool shit. Like, it's, it's like practical ergonomic Beautiful shit. art. Yeah. Okay. Do we want? I also feel like it's kind of like an investment piece. Yeah. Yeah. It's a statement piece. It's also a statement piece. Talking piece. Okay. Do we want a Benjamin flannel shirt or... A one-hour private healing session. Oh, the healing with Pramahansa Yogananda. Who? Dose of Diosa. Energy. One hour. One energy hour. cleansing followed by a custom herbal protocol. It has to be that. What is that an has herbal to... protocol? I don't know. They put spinach in your butt. <laughs> <laughs> you looked me in the eye and said that with such glee also um, spinach isn't a herb it was just the first green thing say, i like could think of <laughs> not an herb okay i'll i'll take the flannel shirt no, I'm, I'm going I flannel be that healing session. Okay. <laughs> we have the uh <laughs> benjamin flannel shirt is from goop 395 dollars oh shit i bet yours is like five at least and the private thousands. healing session, one hour, is $100. Hey! I win! That's a steal. Sign me up. Right? Um, okay, I'm going to go back because there's different ones. So that's the wellness gifts. There's sexy gifts. Okay, do a couple okay. sexy gifts. Yeah. I'm down. Okay, do we want a full pajama piece, like long sleeve and in long pants okay. long this is set. sexy it's a cactus cr- flower print the crotch is cut out i feel like no. cactus flower is a little played out but okay continue or do we want a organic latex wedge pillow Which i'm going do I with I the want? pillow i want the pillow i think the pillow is more expensive yeah. you think the pillow is more expensive yeah okay the pillow is 179 dollars mm-hmm. the the old people bed. pajama pants <laughs> yes is two hundred and five dollars. No! Oh, that's I old people pajama pajama pants. like nice pajama sets are expensive. There's been a couple yeah, times a where nice I've looked for those. Is too. A sex pillow specifically. It's a oh, latex sex pillow. Yeah. Pillow. I mean it's latex, yeah, I'm assuming. Oh, your face. The face that Leezer just made was disgust <laughs> and disappointment. It's upsetting what yeah. I'm about to look at. So we have um <clears throat> the Louisa Chalice set of two. They're just little red chalices, like okay, mm-hmm. and a framed lover's eye portrait. What? What is that? Oh no! What is a lover's eye? It's your butthole. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. It's like full of spinach. Yes. <laughs> Ew, gross. Oh, it's the worst visual. <laughs> I hate it. That's so you gross. did that. I did it. You're the one. Really good at callbacks. Okay. Was a lover's eye. Okay. <laughs> I'm crying a lot. <laughs> I don't know if I can open my eyes. Your lover's eye. <laughs> my lover's eye is always open because it's full of spinach. Okay, wait. So <laughs> the options are a portrait of a lover's eye. 
and two chalices. Okay. Um, I still don't know what an actual lover's yeah, eye is. What is, an, a lot what is a lover's eye? It's a custom oil painting. Just of an eyeball? Of the window to their soul. Oh, okay. Which is an eye? Which is a butthole with spinach. <laughs> How do they know what the window it's to my soul is? We it's all custom. know. We, we know. all know. We know. It's heart palpitations okay um okay i'm going with the lover's me too i'm going that too because it's custom yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and it's you're correct it's three hundred dollars that's a steal and the chalices are 180 for the set so chalices are so impractical i hate it no you know it's really practical Okay. I'm getting you that. <laughs> a custom portrait of someone. <laughs> I have to pee so bad. I'm going to pee myself. Okay. Are we. We can do, do we one, one, one more. more. Okay. One more. Okay. Do we want the heartthrob vibrator? A genius tapping motor steals the show. Or do we want. what the jugs jug (laughs) i'm a girl's girl i'm a jugs jug what is the jugs jug it's for your boobs gotta be right no it's like (laughs) (laughs) i want it to be what it's a jug it's just a jug it doesn't even have jugs on it yeah it's got tits on it. <laughs> Does it really? <laughs> it's a jug with boobs. I, I can't. Or the heartthrob vibrator. Okay. I want the jugs jug. The jugs jug. We think that's more Yeah, expensive. it's more valuable. Okay, the heartthrob vibrator is $98. Reasonable. Okay. The jugs jug is $460. Yes. Shit. I show me the show jugs me jug. jug. Oh, it's too I classy. It. Oh my god. The fact that they're it's a jug picture. Pic- with a hand like a picture. Like a t- I'm a little jugs jug. It's a <laughs> it's a little jugs jug, but here it's, is the handle. Here's here are my jugs. <laughs> here are my jugs. Oh, they're doing that vibrator on the far. Is that it? Left. No, no, that. <laughs> Are those flowers? Oh my god, it's like That's getting you get your pollinated. <laughs> <laughs> that is truly unhinged. There's so many. Here, I want to do this for here days. Is my jugs jug. Here is my handle. Here are my jugs. There's something on here from first dibs. Dang. Well. I guess only one person can buy it. <laughs> Whitney, you look horrible. <laughs> I told you, I like can't even open my eyes right now. Can't you look like puffy? I am very puffy. <laughs> my allergies, Haley. Is that what it is? It's not the drug. It's drug. also the drug. And drug. the lover's eye. <laughs> lover's eye. Here's the thing. If you listen back to this, I don't know if this is actually funny it or if we're just isn't. like. It probably isn't funny at all. <sighs> Okay. Well, 
Okay, that's it. If we could get a GoFundMe together to get us a Jugs Jug. A jugs Jug. $400 for the Jugs Jug. I feel like jug. I could just make that paper mache. Okay. You know what? That's a brand and a new project. You can make a Jugs <laughs> Jug. Make them for everyone I'm for Christmas. I'm mad at him right now. Make them for Christmas. <laughs> and I'm going to be making paintings. Yes. Yeah. Of, of lover's, lover's eyes. eyes. Yes. Lover's eyes. Okay, we're, we're done. done. <laughs> goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. Bye. Goodbye.